Welcome once again to Dreams and Bones, the podcast designed to help us all learn more about practicing the art of creative living. My name is Paul Roberts. And I'm his wife, Carol. And we are the creators of Grow Me a Story. Our website dedicated to the idea that everyone is creative. And inch by inch, row by row, we want to help you grow the creative dreams and bones in your life through conversation with other creatives. As your creativity cultivators, Carol and I are excited to bring you our ninth guest here in 2022 to talk with us about the deep joy and meaning that comes from practicing the art of creative living. For the month of September, we sat down for some wonderful conversation with our good friend, Carrie Stewart. Carrie is an accomplished author, speaker, fine artist, and forensic artist who grew up right here in the Silver Valley. In today's episode, Carrie tells of her faith journey and the role that the Creator Connection has played in her life. Here is part three of our Dreams and Bones interview with Carrie Stewart Parks. Let's sort of jump backwards a little bit yes. uh, to that. <laughs> Back to that nature versus nurture, you, you're, we're talking about the church now at this point. Did you grow up in church? What Did it impact your creativity? Mm, good um, question. Good question. I had a... I had one of those careers that God said, "Okay, you're gonna you're gonna learn this the hard way, I guess." <laughs> uh, so my grandmother was the secretary of the United Church okay. in Kellogg, and uh, my mom was raised in the United Church. In fact, it was up uptown in Kellogg, yeah, the Federated Church at that time. (laughs) And um, Grandma and Grandpa was an elder in the church, and they were very, very involved. My parents, not so much. Um, My dad was marginally, he was baptized, so he was sort of Baptist, but not really. Mm -hmm. And it was kicking and screaming on Easter and Christmas, maybe, (laughs) you know, one of those kind of things. But my folks did not object to me going to church with the youth group. So mm-hmm. I, would, I got involved in the church youth group at the church that you guys go to yeah. and uh, learned a, a fair amount. But the congregational church, which grandma was, <laughs> grandma was so funny about any other denomination. She, she thought the Methodists were a little out there. Oh, you know? yeah. <laughs> she, was, she was really, you know, and all those other people, you know, all of these things. So I grew up in the youth group and went to Ensidson and mm-hmm. oh loved Ensidson. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I reached high school and started into college, I hit what has become a total train wreck of what's going on in yeah. our college system, which is basically if you're not really grounded mm-hmm. and you hit college, yeah. you are exposed to everything. Well, mm-hmm. I wasn't grounded because I don't think at the time they did a particularly good job mm. in the church of grounding me. I didn't know what grace was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Going through, I was a, I was the youth group what, president or something. I didn't mm-hmm. know what grace was. Mm-hmm. So when you think about that, when I hit high school, I went to a youth retreat that was up at Wallace at the United Church up there. Okay. I don't know if it still is a United Church. But anyway, um, I had a lot of questions. And so they brought in a speaker. And um, I prepared my questions. He didn't answer the questions during the speech. And the questions were very big question was the God uh, that the Bible can only be one of two things. It's either true 
or it's not true. If it's true, why is it so weird? <laughs> and if it's not true, if I believe certain things and don't believe certain things, who picks and chooses what to believe and what not to believe? <laughs> and I thought that was a pretty straightforward question. Yeah. And I went back to talk to the speaker and he was back in the church kitchen. And I got as far as the door and he was in there and he said, okay, so how many kids were there? And they were counting numbers. Yeah. Nickels and noses, I guess mm. is yeah. the term for it. Anyway, he was just going with how many kids were there and what da 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 da. And I thought he is not interested in answering my question, yeah. which was critical to right. my faith right. at the time. So when I hit college, I was wide open mm. to everything. Mm -hmm. And I became a Unitarian Universalist mm -hmm. um, and was one for 22 years. Mm -hmm. So, um, and a proud Unitarian because pride is really good for us, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but for 22 years, I was a Unitarian Universalist because the questions that I had from that high school time were not being answered in the world I was in. Mm -hmm. And I wanted answers. So I I stayed like that until I uh, ended up getting a divorce, which was also a God thing. And I went to a, um, a program that, oh, I know what it was. I was woman of the year. <laughs> 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 so uh it was an award program so mm -hmm. um they were reading off what i mm -hmm. you know that i was uh, mm -hmm. uh, spirit of the american woman was mm -hmm. the name of the award and they were reading off all the stuff i had done and they said you are an inspiration to others and i it just hit me like mm -hmm. a ton of bricks mm -hmm. i'm an inspiration what kind of an inspiration am i mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Really, mm -hmm. who would look to me for inspiration? Why? Mm -hmm. Why would they want to be inspired by me? And mm -hmm. I just, I don't know why that hit me. So I i started to, to look. Mm -hmm. And I went back to the church of my youth. And it wasn't there at the time. Now, things change. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. at the time, it wasn't there. Mm -hmm. We were praying for the, the wrestling team. Mm -hmm. And... They still hadn't answered this, the question of grace. And uh, I was, basically, I was starving. Yeah. I was absolutely starving. And so I went to a, a big program, and they said, uh, it's a program on success, mm -hmm. how to be a success. And it mm -hmm. was a Zig Ziglar. Mm -hmm. So it was oh, yes. Zig Ziglar, yeah. and there was another speaker, and then there was a third speaker. The third speaker was terrible. I mean, he'd, he'd, mm -hmm. I mean, his, his content was good, but his, yeah. Yeah. Was, you can't see this, but it's Lacking like, like, yeah, the hands, <laughs> hands were like judo chops in the air. Hoa, hi, hi. And um, he reached the end of his speech and he said, now, when I reached the end of my speech, if you really want to know what true success is, you can stay for 15 minutes after this. And I thought I'm. I paid my money. I'm yeah. gonna find out what yeah. true success yeah. is. Yeah. I'm gonna get the. I'm gonna get the bottom line. Uh -huh. And so every, you know, about half the audience laughed. And he waited for a few minutes, and he said, "True success is knowing Jesus Christ, and you will never mm -hmm. be a success in anything until you know Jesus Christ." And I thought, well, now there it is. Yeah. Okie dokie. Are you 
you starting or are currently working on a creative project but don't know what to do next? Do you need someone to talk to? Someone who will give you feedback and tools to get your creativity back on track? This is what Gromia's story is all about. Paul and Carol Willem Roberts, your creativity cultivators, will help you start, continue, or complete creative projects, big or small. Visit www.growmeastory.com to learn how Paul and Carol can help. Now, back to Dreams and Bones. So, again, now I'm realizing that I'm starving. Mm -hmm. I'm realizing I don't have answers, that what I had done before were not an answer. Mm -hmm. I realized that I knew I wasn't an inspiration, not in the truest Mm -hmm. sense of the word. Mm -hmm. I knew there was something totally lacking in me, and I didn't know where to go. Mm -hmm. So, about this time, we met the Paredes, Mm -hmm. and um, they said, we're going to go to a Bible study. Now. My idea of Bible study was based on, um, you know, five people upstairs in one of the rooms Mm -hmm. with the book with questions and a Bible. Mm -hmm. And the question would ask this and then you'd answer this. And it was it was about as in-depth as I mean, it wasn't (laughs) fill in the blank, (laughs) fill in the blank, which was already recorded for you. Yes. To this page, (laughs) you know, so and plus it just. I thought, okay, yeah, right. Okay, we'll go. Well, it wasn't at a church. It was at a huge hotel on the river. Um, Only in Post Falls. Post Falls. Yeah. At Templins. Yes. It was at Templins. It was a ballroom at Mm -hmm. Templins. Mm -hmm. And it was Chuck Missler. And he got up there and just started in talking about molecules and science and and the story he told was he said uh he said you know when a sperm fertilizes an egg and i thought holy mackerel is <laughs> was that a bible, bible study <laughs> wow we're starting off at a whole new level here <laughs> i was like mm. <laughs> and he said he said that what happens is that the the cells divide and they make exact copies and then they divide again and make exact copies. And then they divide again. And then they divide again. And they keep dividing and keep dividing and keep dividing and keep dividing and keep dividing. And each cell is exactly the same as all the other cells. But he said, but at some point, some of the cells start to become hair and some become skin and some become bone and some become, you know, the different parts of the body. He said, how do they know to do that? Mm. He said, every single cell is exactly the same as every other cell. He said, it's like you as a musician could play every single instrument that there is. And you walk in and every instrument there is, is there. Plus every bit of music is there. Do you have an orchestra? (laughs) No. You have to have a conductor. He said, the Bible says, I'm there with you in your mother's womb. (laughs) And it was like somebody knocked me on my (laughs) bottom off the chair. It was like, it was so, um, it was finally eating a meal. It's like, the, yeah, I was going to say the water fountain <laughs> the broke. The water fountain <laughs> broke. It was, it was like, and I just went crazy. And, mm-hmm. of course, with Frank and Barb, uh, we 
started, you know, they, I'd say, well, who should I look, you know, study? And they go, well, here, here's uh, Josh McDowell. Uh, here's a little light mm-hmm. reading with Josh yeah. McDowell. Yeah. Or, um, and I, I know he's since been very dishonored, but Ravi Zacharias, but, yeah. which was very, but he was a very good teacher. He was an outstanding yes. teacher. And yes. I read most of his books. Yes. yes. Yeah. But um, sad, sad, sad. But anyway, they fed me mm-hmm. what I needed. Mm-hmm. And, Within, say, three years of being going from being a Unitarian Universalist mm-hmm. to I was then baptized mm-hmm. in the Cardinal River. Even though it was August, yes. it was still cold. Yes. <laughs> um, I was on the stage speaking at the largest conservative Christian conference in America, mm. speaking on signs of deception from a biblical perspective. Oh, yeah. So it was, uh, it was like God had reached me. God had, mm-hmm. God had left me out there to experience these things that I needed to know, because in order to reach the people like me, mm-hmm. I had to yeah. know what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Right. So I always felt that God, you know, He had laid a little bit of a foundation. Mm. With mm-hmm. my youth, mm-hmm. and then he had allowed me to find mm-hmm. all these other things, so that I knew the thinking, I knew what was happening there, and then he called me, mm-hmm. and he called me, absolutely called me with, there's no doubt at all. Mm-hmm. He 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 laid these things out, and they were boom, boom, mm-hmm. boom, yeah. boom. They were right in a row. Yeah, and then he put in my life all the people. Mm-hmm. That I needed to know mm-hmm. to do the next part, and that you and at that point too, you were open. I mean, you were ready. You, I was you know, ready. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I, absolutely. Yeah, because like if it had happened ten years earlier, it probably wouldn't have happened. It, you know, it, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you have to be at the right place. Right. Right. You have to be at the right place. And in some place times, people have to be broken. Mm-hmm. In my case, I wasn't broken. I was mm-hmm. it, the the first big jam was when I was. Woman of the Year, yeah. right. the American Woman. Mm-hmm. I was on top of things, mm-hmm. and yet I knew, I knew mm-hmm. there was something lacking, mm-hmm. and that part of me that was lacking was so important. Yeah. Yeah. There it is, folks. Part three of what this month will be our five-part interview with Carrie Stewart Parks. Carol, any comments on what we heard from Carrie today? I liked how Carrie, from a young age, had a lot of questions about God and Jesus and her relationship with Jesus and just never seemed to find the answers until one day she finally did and it changed her life. And and that connection with God, our Creator, and His Son, Jesus, was a wonderful transforming experience in her life. Yeah, a a wonderful part of her creativity. Well, as we bring this episode to a close, we'd like to thank our Sacred Community Garden members for their support and remind all of our listeners that as a subscriber, you can soon gain access to bonus material from all of our Dreams and Bones interviews. If you have found us and you're not a member, but you want to know more about Dreams and Bones, go to www.growmeastory.com where you can find out more about practicing the art of creative living with your hosts, Paul and Carol Fulham roberts Join us next Friday for part four of this month's five-part interview with Carrie Stewart-Parks on your Dreams and Bones podcast.